Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. All right, everybody. Cash call, Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis. I apologize if my sound sounds a little bit echoey. I'm in a hotel room right now. I am speaking at a real estate conference in um, Kentucky. It's actually called the Real Estate Distilled Conference. And, uh, you know, just here to uh, shake hands, uh, shake babies and kiss hands and talk about scripting and dialogue. So... But, you know, we love, I, I love the sound of my own voice, Brian, if nobody ever caught that. So it's nice to be able to get up on stage and teach people stuff. It, it is fun. You know, I, I love, I love uh, doing those presentations too. Those one, it's one of my most fun things to do. It's funny because if you look at one of the number one fears, by the way, this is a fear that's greater than death for most people is the fear of public speaking and people like you and I, it's like, it's juice to me. I love it. I I'm happy that you stand in front of 10,000 people and say something, but uh, for most people, they're like, you're insane. That's horrible. I would never want to do it. So I'll be, I'll be honest. Own, right? I'll be honest. I'm a little bit nervous whenever I first start and then I get it. And then I hit a flow. Right. And then once I'm in flow, I'm just enjoying myself and I'm like yelling at people. Right. You know, uh, like I'm just, <laughs> it's great. Um, I agree, Brad, the bigger the crowd, the better. <laughs> oh, bigger is way easier than smaller, you know, because uh, when it's when it's bigger, it's you're just like, hey, I'm I sort of like when I'm doing the follow up boss webinars, you know, and we've got like a couple hundred people on there. It's that's just easy to do because there's so many faces, you know, but if it's a really intimate crowd, you're like, oh, my gosh, I think that's probably similar to a lot of the fears that agents salespeople have at having conversations. I mean, it's a, it's a one on one conversation. And, you know, I think they probably have some they do have some stage fright, you know, in, in a mm -hmm. similar way. You know, it is interesting because honestly, um, to this day, I would rather talk in front of a thousand people than do a one-on-one -on -one with somebody I don't know. Um, now I get over it just like you, I get over it relatively quickly. Like I start going and, and, and it, it just goes away, but, uh, yeah, stick me in front of a thousand people. I'm good. Make me do a one-on-one -on -one and that's not, I'm not overly comfortable always. Yeah. I mean, you know, I get there, but, yeah. uh, you know, each person's different. So, Great. Awesome. Uh, so I have a call today that I pulled uh, and, you know, I want to I want to uh, listen to this because it's kind of one of the it's uh, we, we can refine this technique here. And what it is, is being asked specific questions about properties. And I know that that is a difficulty that a lot of people have. So I'll go first, Brian, if that's OK with you. Let's do it. Make sure I share my sound. I normally have another monitor up, but not today. So here we go. I've already teed up the call. Give me a thumbs up when you can hear it. Obviously, we would be doing virtual tours because we, we have a business that we run down here. So, um, yeah, so that would really work out best for us. Um, let me ask you, are you familiar with that sagebrush? Uh-oh, right? That's the question you don't want to hear. And this is an ISA, not even an agent, but it still extends to agents. You know, we get a lot of inquiries on properties that we don't know about, even if it is listed by our own team yeah. <clears throat> or within our own brokerage. <clears throat> property? Uh, I have not been to the property. I'm pretty familiar with the area that it's in, though. 
So here's what I would do. I wouldn't say I haven't been to the property. I don't think that you have to answer the question directly. What I would say is when somebody asks, hey, do you know that property? Have you been to that property? I just would go straight to what questions do you have about it? What questions would do you have it. about it? <clears throat> hey, Jacob, Jacob Brown says he can't hear the call. We're not playing it at the moment. So um, hopefully when we start playing it again, it'll, it'll, you'll be able to hear it, Jacob. Yeah, or you'll be able to hear it on the replay. As long as Brian can hear it, then we know it gets captured on the replay. But, you know, it's just kind of a, it's an avoidance of saying yes or no, right? It's a, it's a politician tactic just to get around it. <clears throat> well, and here's another thing that you could do. And, and if you feel like it was a very direct question, hey, Dale, have you been to this property? You know, it's kind of hard to, to pivot directly from that without, you know, a little bit. So for me, it would be like, you know, Dale, uh, you know, so you want to know if I've been to the property. Unfortunately, I've not been to the property, but I do know a lot about, about, about the property. How, what questions can I answer for you? So I can pivot and some people will go, well, I don't want to talk to you because you haven't been to the property, but most people will go, oh, he knows a lot about the property. He can answer the questions because the reality is I'm just looking at the, the thing, you know, I'm just looking at an MLS sheet or, or maybe it's not in front of me. So I'm, I'm winging it, you know, because we get a lot of that, right. Yeah. You know, as we're driving down the road, taking a phone call, you know, you get a lot of that too. Yeah. Another phrase that I would give people is what are you trying to figure out? Sure. Yeah. Hey, have you, have you been to that property? Oh, what, what are you trying to figure out about the property? Again, just a shift straight right around it, like a greased pig. Somebody, uh, you know, one of our last episodes liked my greased pig, greased pig uh, analogy. So let's go on and see what happens. Okay. Because if you, if you, and I didn't really notice it until my husband had pointed it out, but um, if you kind of like look at the pictures, it looks like it, it looks like it's pretty steep. Like the property line kind of and the house is kind of set down off of this like steep <laughs> kind of embankment. Um, are there a lot of like flooding <laughs> issues in, in that area? Um, not that I know of. I actually think the, uh, the incline of the hill that it's on, I mean, it might have some like water runoff, but I don't anticipate it really flooding at all. Now let's assume I'm in my car or at the grocery store at my kid's baseball game, right? <clears throat> and I can't look this stuff up. Um, if I get around it and just say, hey, what did you want to know? Oh, well, <clears throat> you know, it looks like it's set really low and there's a big hill uh, behind it. Are there a lot of flooding issues there? I have no idea, right? I'm, I'd probably say something like, you know what, that is a really important thing that we would need to inspect once we get into the house and make sure that isn't the case. Uh, anything else that you wanted to know about the property specifically is one option or two, try to direct away from the questions and go immediately into a, well, she said they're out of town. I would, you know, that they don't live here. She said that earlier in the call. I don't think we heard it in this recording. If that were the case, I'd say, yeah, you know what, that's, yeah, flooding would be a really important thing for us to check in, in inspections. And really, we'd only know if we actually get in there. Um, in that case, I would immediately shift to, so are you guys planning on coming into town so we can actually see these properties in person, right? Some way of getting away from the asking me questions that I can't answer about a property. 
Yeah. And, and you know, and here's, here's another thing I think is okay. Sometimes it's okay. So, you know, I'm hundred percent sure on that. It's a really important question. So before I just answer it off the top of my head, I want to make sure I do some research and I'll get back to you that with that in mind, what are some other questions that you might have that I can get answered for you now? Yep. Same type of thing, you know, and by the way, I do this. I used to do this when I show property all the time. I'd be out there. Where's the property lines? You know, I'm not hundred percent sure. Let me, I'll, I'll double check and make sure I get back to you. Well, they ended up not even being interested in that property. I don't even have to answer that question, you know, um, or it gives me something to call them back about. Hey, we show property. Hey, Dale, this is Brian, just checking back in. You know, I, we looked at one, two, three main street a couple hours ago, and I wanted to make sure I got back to you with this. It's a great reason to follow up with somebody as well. Yep. Great. So that's, that's all I had. I wanted to demonstrate that in, in real time of somebody sucking you into a, do you know about this property? <clears throat> and I think that really, for me, the takeaway that I want people to have is work on your evasive skills, okay? Be more evasive because just because she kept talking to that guy, a lot of people will devalue you as the salesperson when they ask you a question about a property that you, that you tell them you can't answer right? That you, when you say things like, I've never been to the property, I have no idea, you know, things that are just like, why am I talking to you then? You know, let me talk to the person who has the answers. That's why I want people to work on their evasion skills so they can evade these things. Um, and really, in order to be able to have the time to get your discovery, build your rapport, and potentially land this piece of business or keep this piece of business, you don't want it gets getting screwed up in the beginning with questions when with you exposing that you're not the right person to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. And so we just want to bring value. You know, here's another quick thing that you could say, you know, the seller hasn't disclosed anything about any flooding issues, but let me do a little bit of research on that so we can make sure that maybe they didn't miss something or maybe there's something that we don't know. But so I'll get back to you with that. You yeah. Know? Or yeah, you could also that makes me think you could say, you know, I'll check the disclosure to be certain. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, great, great call. And I think there's a lot of important things to be learned from that, you know, because here's the reality. <clears throat> Most of us get phone calls on properties that aren't ours, right? right. You know, um, and the ability to be able to pivot through that is very important. So. All right. Well, let me give you a kind of a heads up on what my call's about. So we've been doing um, farming letters. So we're reaching out and there's a phone number and people are calling us back. So um, relatively new to us. And uh, I, I want to point out that there's some there's some fumbles and bumbles here. And so as, as I was listening to this call and listening to some of the other ones, one of the things I thought is, hey, maybe next time before we start a new lead source, we should practice the scripts. So just something to keep in mind if you're doing something you've never done before, practice it before you do it. And again, I put that on myself for, for, not, uh, for not doing that. So, uh, so hey, wait a minute, you know. is this another call? Because the other day we talked about you had exposed the fact that you were doing this and the person who took that call had no idea what was going on. Two different lead sources. So what we did <laughs> we did last week was Wild Open Click to Call. Yeah, and Click to Call. Click to call yeah, I'm noticing a what, pattern here, Brian. I'm noticing a pattern. I, I get it. You're like ready, fire, aim. A little, I'm a little ready, fire, aim. And I have to admit that. And, and let, me, let, me, let me talk about why I think that's important. Too many people do this. Ready, aim, 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 and they never get to fire. So I would rather do what I did, which is ready, fire, aim, than ready, aim, 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 aim. Because I used to fall into the aim, aim, aim category. And I was, cause I'm a, I'm a recovering perfectionist, right? So everything used to have to be perfect. And I completely got over that and maybe I overcompensated. Yeah. So, but you know, I'm learning these things about myself and I appreciate you pointing out that this isn't the only time I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah. This is uh this is the uh, Brian Curtis therapy hour. We're going to, we're going to talk about that. 
Brad, grind, keep quick calling me out. Okay, fair enough, Brad. We'll do. <laughs> All right. I, that I was why. Just... So Brad said he was an aiming guy and never fired. That's why I yelled at Brad the other day and said, no, Brad, you're going to submit your payment and start working with us now. You're not going to think <laughs> about it. Uh, right, right, Brad. Um, <laughs> occasionally, I have to do that when I run into a chronic aimer. Absolutely. So I will say this, and if you if you look at successful people as the whole, if they had to pick one, obviously there's a perfect someplace in the middle, which I've never been able to achieve, but I would rather you take action and deal with the consequences than sit on your hands. So yeah. take that for what it's worth. Listen, man, I, I was the same way and have been the same way a lot in my history, in my past. One of the most successful people I ever worked for made the biggest messes and had the least forethought of anyone I had ever met. But in the aggregate of all of the messes and disasters and risks that he took, his success just continued going up and up and up. Now, I'm not suggesting that, right? Because I can't handle that kind of anxiety and stress. I'm not interested in that at all. <laughs> but what it taught me was that he took so much action even with the misguided, uh, poor planning, poor thought out stuff, right, mixed in there, he still came out on top because of how much action he took. And that was a really big life lesson that I, I, I received by watching another entrepreneur, um, you know, who was much more successful than me at the time. Yeah. And entrepreneurship's all about risk, right? I don't care what you say. It's all about risk. So, all right. So um, this is a, and this call could be the equivalent of doing circle prospecting. It could be the equivalent of what I did, which was basically farming letters with a phone number callback. So um, again, a little clunky, but I think there's some really good, some really good takeaways here and some things that we can learn from it. So, all right. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me, Dale. I got a uh, note in the mail saying you guys are interested in purchasing my property. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, we're, we have, we actually have, we buy properties as well, but we've also got clients. That are so let me say literally what the letter says. It's merge field with the person's name and address. And it says, we have someone who's interested in purchasing your property. That's the entire letter, by the way. Got it. So, and I love, I can hear like <laughs> this poor sales guy. Uh, or ISA, who's like, oh, shit, what do I do now? Well, and, and you know, I'll say this. This guy's the number one sales guy on my team. He'll close over 100 transactions this year. He so, did. I, I think he did good. But, you know, you and I, as professional sales people and trainers, you could just hear the, oh, shit oh, moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was in the, it was in the absence that you could hear that, that it was the, oh, shit moment. Awesome. All right. We'll play a little bit more. That are looking for houses that you you think you might have some interest in selling? Uh, depending on the price. Okay. <clears throat> Do you mind if I get a little bit of information just so I can kind of track you down yep. who I'm talking to? Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. What is the address of the property? It's 102 Veterans Parkway. Pause up. Okay. I want to say this is probably one of the best sales calls that we've played on here. And for those who don't understand why this is one of the best sales call is because this, this salesperson who was not warned about this or practiced on this or scripted on this, just rolled with it, man, just went into it. And like, he, he was just like sales guy, man, like did it, you know what I mean? And really well, like this, what, what I think that I hope 
that people can hear what I'm hearing and what you hear, which is dude just got, he just got dropped out of a heli and rolled. You know what I mean? Like just did it. Yep, exactly. What was your name? Matt Harper. Cool. Good to meet you, Matt. My name is Micah. Right. So tell me a little bit about the property. What's the uh, what's the condition of it right now? Uh, well, I just remodeled it in 08. I mean, it's got a few things that need to be addressed. I, I laugh. The guy said he just remodeled it in 08. That's 14 years ago. Right. <laughs> Nothing that major. means you have a dated kitchen and a data bathroom. Oh, sorry, one of my dogs. Yep. Uh, it's about 2,300 square feet. And I'm sitting on just under two acres on the corner lot. Do you have a price in mind where you're like, you know what, if you could give me that, I'd definitely move? Uh... I would say probably around 360. And that's, I mean, big, big chunk of land we got here. Sure, yeah. Okay, so let me do this. What I'm going to do on my end, uh, Matt, if it's okay with you, I'm just going to do a little bit of research on the property and see if I can, just to see if this number kind of makes sense. And then I'll mm -hmm. give you back and if it does i just i don't want to waste each other's time but if it does i'd like to potentially see the property but i just want to do some surface level research on it. Is that okay and i call you back yeah now is a client do you know if the i mean is it just a general somebody maybe interested in any home or is there somebody actually looking at this specific property uh, you know we we targeted the area so we've got, um, and just to kind of give you an idea, we have about 30 agents on our team and we're the number one buyer's agency group in the area. So we've got, we've got a ton of buyers and a lot of them are, you know. So again, this is going to come with practice that you, you're, you know, obviously your team's going to have to practice this stuff. <clears throat> the guy wants to start with yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think we talked about this before that um, there are certain people who are masters at yes. They just, yeah, everything is yes, even if it's a no, you know what I mean? So you can just say, yes, absolutely. We have a lot, we have several buyers who are actively looking for homes in your area. And this is one that would be very attractive to them. So we wanted to see if you're interested, if you were willing to consider selling it, if we had an offer for you. Um, so that's a very quick statement, right? That starts with, yes, I'm going to tell you what you want to hear and then give you a little more uh, explanation, which you know, keeps me so I'm not misleading you or lying to you. Right. And I would have liked something similar to that. And I would have said, hey, we picked your area, not specifically your house, because we had a lot of buyers specifically looking in your area. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. it's not that specific property, but it is that specific area. You know, and, we could also, we're working this out. Here's what we could also do. Yeah. I'm just thinking about this, Brian. Spitball on this, and you'll have to go back and train people. Uh, yes, yours is one of a couple of select homes that our buyer pool are interested in. We just didn't know whether you'd be interested in an offer or not. Yeah, I love it. So, you know, in what J and Dale's saying, what I'm saying is we're trying to take the specific and make it a little bit more general because that's ultimately, no. Does Bob and Sue Smith want to buy this house? No, we don't know. We have no yeah. idea. We don't want to say no. Don't say that, right? Yeah. 
But what we're saying is, yeah, we got some people who will definitely buy your house. And here's the thing. I actually feel confident in that. Like, as long as yes. you don't overprice this house, I guarantee you there is somebody. I got a database of almost 100,000 people. Somebody in my database wants to buy this house. I guarantee it. So yeah. if you want to sell your house for it for somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 20 percent more than the last sale, I have somebody to buy it. Amen. So we played. There's only one minute left of this. I'll play a little bit more and then uh, we can chat a little bit more. They don't want to fight over it, but they're willing to pay top dollar. And we have a few that are looking in that area. So I just got to kind of, okay. I just got to take a look and see if it's, you know, specifically something that we could actually make happen. And then, um, okay. So it's not like a developer or something. No, no develop. I mean, we work with developers, okay. but I don't think that that play, play over there it's necessarily awesome. is. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So I don't want to say no again. Right. I, I, I might, <laughs> I'd probably ask him a question. I'd say, are you open to developers or not? Right. And, you know, it's funny because it's, I hadn't necessarily looked at your yes perspective from this call, but I love it. And the second you said it, I was like, oop, he just said no again. But I also watched this. He said no and went, oops, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Let me fix that. So, well, and you know, by the I, way, you do that. that. By the way, you can do that. If you oh, yeah. goof, just say, oh, you know what? You know, I misspoke there. Da, 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 da. Right. Right. <clears throat> um, I have to do that with my wife all the time. <laughs> no, what uh, I, I like in that instance, I prefer because in having done this a lot of times, especially from an investment perspective, like I've heard people who are, who either think they're going to get more money from a developer, in which case they only want to hear from a developer, or there are, I've heard people who are like, no way they're going to, you know, destroy this neighborhood and build a bunch of track homes here. Right. So I don't know which way this guy goes. And, and I would much prefer to ask, are you open to a developer purchasing your home? So I'm putting it back into their court to tell me, are you positive, neutral, or negative about that fact? And I'm going to go the way that you're going to go because I don't want to screw it up. I like it. Is what we were, that's not what we were targeting for. Okay. Well, I mean, you could easily fit three. He wants a builder. He wants to get the most money. He wants the most money. And it sounds like he thinks a developer will make the most money. We'll give him the most money. Yeah, absolutely. And just kind of get my eyes on it. Is this your cell phone, 595-9640? I shouldn't have played that, but okay. Okay, cool. I'm going to text you my cell phone when we get off the phone. And then if you just give me till tomorrow morning, I'll give you a shout. Is there a good time that's best to reach you? Uh, I'll be driving most of the day tomorrow, so anytime will be fun. Okay, I'll give you a call around 11 o'clock. Okay, great. All right, thanks, Matt. Talk to you then. Right. So I like how he buttoned that up with a very specific time. I think all too often people say, I'm going to call you tomorrow, I'll call you on Friday, or whatever the case may be. And that's not horrible, but if I can get someone to say, hey, I'll call you at 11 o'clock when his phone rings at 11 o'clock. Oh yeah, that's Micah. He's calling me because of this and this and this. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you know, to your point, overall, a great phone call. Um, we, you know, we accomplished what we wanted to do. It sounds like he built some rapport. Here's one critical thing that I want to be of this call. You could tell when he was taking notes and thinking, if you can try to avoid that. So, learn to, and it's, it's a hard skill because it, you're almost multitasking. I wouldn't call it exactly multitasking, but taking notes 
stay out of your stay out of your brain of oh because he got a little bit in his head there so yeah. why because yeah. it's uncomfortable for the person at the other end of the phone to have silence right so right. unless you ask a question and then shut the heck up but if right. you're not yeah and, so, and this is being recorded you know so he was being recorded he doesn't need to be taking notes necessarily you can recap yeah. your notes after the conversation and you just put down whatever the high points are that you need to know about it. <clears throat> I do have some advice <clears throat> also for this lead type. Mm -hmm. um, in doing a lot of, it's very similar, like working uh, rent by owners, basically where you, you. Sorry, something's playing. <clears throat> it's very similar to like rent by owners where you reach out to a uh, private landlord and ask them if they're interested in selling their property. Um, everybody wants to know what their house is worth. Everybody wants to know what somebody would give them an offer on it for it, right? However, what I found is that typically only the people who have a reason to sell and a plan for what happens after they sell are the usually the only ones who actually execute on that, unless it's like a an investment property or vacant land or something. If it's their primary People who don't have a what's next and why I'm going to sell, don't do it. Yeah, I agree. I've got a call, one more, and, I, and it's 48 seconds long. So I want to play it, and I'm just going to play the whole thing. I'm not going to pause it because of plenty of time to talk at the end. Um, I'm, not even going to, I'm not even going to preface it. So here we go. It's interesting. This is the same type of call, by the way. It's, a, it's one of these out-of-the-blue calls. Curtis, you Curtis. Are you calling about the, yeah, no, it's, it's Curtis Realty Group at HomeQuest Realty, and um, we did mail some letters out to some residents here in Northwest Arkansas, and just trying to see if anybody would be interested in possibly selling, and if you're not ready now, it's more of just, you know, no obligation for us to just kind of come out there and take a look at your house, and maybe tell you what we could sell it for. And if you're ready and a year from now, then we'll be ready a year from now. So it's not any, like we're not trying to come and sell your house out from underneath you or, or no, anything no, like no. that. Just trying to, just trying to get some people to, you know, some people are scared of the market right now and we just want to help with the, with those fears as much as we can. Well, my fear. So here's what I thought and Dale, I'd love to hear what you thought. I feel like this individual is trying to close every objection they've ever heard in the yeah. last year yeah. and a half before the person gave it. <clears throat> How did this, was there an interaction before the conversation or, cause I didn't really even hear the beginning of the conversation. Did the woman call us? Yes. Same, same type of thing. She called and there, there was just some, oh, hello, can I hear you? So I just cut that out. But basically she, you know, that's where it started. Was, can I was hear the part before? Can I hear the part before the agent started pitching? I'm gonna make before she fun. started explaining what was going on. Did the woman? Did the caller? Did the woman calling in make a statement? Ask a question? That's a good question. I can't remember. <laughs> Give me one second. I'll find it. All right. Okay. I gotta. I gotta get savvy like you so that I can make sure that. Uh, I'm, I'm not giving away the agent's name and all that kind of fun stuff. I, I can just tell you, basically what happened is a person called in and said, hey, I got a letter in the mail about purchasing, about purchasing my house. And that's, that's where, it, that was the intro. And, okay, so the lead yeah. simply made that statement or did the yes. lead also ask a question? No, 
because here's what they they here's what happened this lead it's very interesting and again it's why i want to make sure i'm not accidentally giving away this person's information the basically the lead was calling to say how did you get my information believe it or not and then i'm in the witness protection program how did you get my information and and, and basically they answered, the answer was, well, you know, there's lots of data sources. By the way, for me, the answer is public records. And yes. that's where we got this data from. You can get someone's name and, and address the person who owns the house. Now, what's interesting is why the renter, because this is a renter, showed up. And, and it wasn't my point of the phone call to play that. My point of to playing this was don't close an objection before it exists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, the and the reason I was yeah. trying to rewind to that part is so that we could give people the scripting of what to do and that what she did is a what not to do um you know a lot of what not to do yeah so you know here, here's the thing and I, and I believe we all have some scar tissue from the last 24 months right and whatever market you end, you end up with scar tissue from that from that thing so like on the buy side I hear this all the time and I've just been hammering my team with this do not close this objection on the phone and they're not closing the objection, they're actually creating it sometimes and saying, oh, by the way, do you have a whole bunch of money for an appraisal gap? And by the way, you're gonna have to pay $20,000 over the asking price. And like, I haven't even met you yet. You've just talked me out of buying a house. Right. And I feel like the same thing here. Hey, we're not calling to sell your house. We'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. Maybe she wants, maybe she was excited and say, I just want someone to come over and sell my house. Right. We don't know because the person didn't say why they were calling. The yeah. person just said, Hey, I got a letter in the mail and I'm returning your call. And then the agent went, bam, let me, let me go in here. So I understand why, why you were asking that question, but yeah, one of the things that we've got to do is, and, and we all do this sometimes and, you know, heck I'm probably doing it right now is We've got to get all this information out that we have, and we got to get it out. We got to get it out. We got to get it out. Slow down. Yeah. Ask questions. Answer the questions. They get back to you. Did you? So we used to have a cocker spaniel when I was a kid. You ever notice how some dogs, especially like cocker spaniels, get so excited they like pee on your foot when when they want you to pet them. You know I had I mean? a Springer. We same thing. Every time somebody came in our house, we would yell, "Don't pet the dog!" And for the first thirty seconds <laughs> yeah. they were there, if you petted the dog, the dog would pee. Oh yeah. So that agent was like peeing all over the lead's foot. Is what was going on. Very excited. And, and again, this is a new lead source for us, and and clearly I need to do some better training. But <laughs> I was going to say, Brian, I'm I'm very excited for all the training opportunities in your company right now. And there's always training opportunities, you know, ready, fire, aim. But, uh, you know, I think it's really important that we listen a little bit more. And it's so easy in this market to tell people all the stuff we know. And I'm not saying that eventually they may not need that information, but let's build some rapport. Let's find out what they want. Because seriously, when somebody tells me, it's not as much on this call, but some of the other calls, the market's really hard. You need a bunch of cash. You're going to have to pay more than appraised value. I'm like, shit, I don't want to buy a house. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would, I'd really, I mean, I would have a little bit of an investigative conversation, but I would save that kind of like reality check for a Zoom or a face-to-face. Yeah, that's exactly what we've gone to. And we've talked about that at length. Like, look, we need to have this conversation. We need to be honest with people. So we're not, you know, showing people 50 houses and they're writing offers $10,000 under asking price and don't understand why they're not getting them. That is our responsibility to educate that person, but not in the first 30 seconds that we've met them, because here's the reality. 
they're going to get on the phone with me and I'm not going to educate them and they're going to like me better because I, I said yes. That's just a different version of saying no. When you tell somebody, look, you're going to need at least 20K in cash and you're going to pay more than appraised value. I, I, seriously, I'm not happy anymore. I'm not excited. I don't want to meet this guy. The last guy was excited to meet me who I talked to. That's the guy I want to work with. And then we build that rapport and we have a relationship and, you know, it, we need to date a little bit before I, before I tell you everything is wrong with me. You know, there's, a, there's, you know, they say the first six months you date somebody, you don't really know anything about them. Yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden you find out, well, uh, you know, we don't want to date real estate leads for six months, but we also don't want to tell them all the bad news in the first 30 seconds either. Right. So exactly. happy mediums, guys. Yes. Excellent. Um, okay. Well, we're over time for today. Um, all that's great stuff. Everybody, thanks for joining us uh, on Cash Call. We'll see you guys all again next week.